everybody. Welcome to your Friday. This is Tara Talk, and I'm Shannon. And I'm Kathy. Yay, hello. Today on the show, we are going to do some things that are usual, meaning some news and chitty chat about horror and different things here at the beginning, as well as Horror Facts with Kath. Uh, but we are also targeting our horror conversation today to the Firefly Trilogy, Rob Zombie's Firefly Trilogy, which includes House of a Thousand Corpses, The Devil's Rejects, and Three from Hell. So we're going to be talking about those three movies today as a themed Shrink Chat Weekly horror show. So that's what we're doing today. I think you had a... One of our authors that was on, yeah. we, we call them our authors because they're people that have been on our show. We interviewed Leah Sotilli a while back because mm. we were studying the entire case around the Daybells. And continue to, yes. Yeah. And she had written a book, The Moon Turns to Blood. Mm -hmm. When I was in the Portland Powell Bookstore, which I love that place. Me too. That was one of, I just wanted to give a shout out to Leah because in the true crime section, there are a lot of books and that was one of their best picks oh, that they had nice. sitting out and like, we really recommend this book. And I thought that was cool because. Good job, publicist. If you've been to Powell books, <laughs> don't ruin it for. Her. <laughs> if, if you've been to Powell's books, it's a big store and um, yeah. Yeah, yeah, I know. I'm giving a shout out to her publicist because yeah. she's hard at work and that's really great. Cause, yeah. Because there are a lot of books in the world and you need someone in your corner to put things out in front because like Kathy says, like there's so many books there that are could be lot. on the table. <laughs> I could have bought 20 of those true... Powell Books is great if you've never been there. If you're ever in downtown Portland, go there. Yeah, I go every year, honestly. I just love it and it's very dangerous. It is very dangerous. But it's a delightful place to spend the afternoon. Yes, and you do want to spend an afternoon. If you like books, you do want to spend an afternoon for sure. <laughs> well, that's awesome. Yeah. I'm glad to hear that. I, uh, I, screeners have begun. So I belong to the Producers Guild of America. And every year around this time, late October, I begin to acquire screeners that they send to us of either first run films or films that are in contention for any of the award ceremonies, Oscars, producers, guilds, SAG awards, all the things, golden globes, etc. And I also belong to an independent film organization that sends me screeners. And so I just want to say they've begun because I got my digital access to the Nope screener. Oh, <laughs> so, nice. So I'll get to watch that again. I would have watched it anyway. I yeah. did. Watch, I did pay to see it. So it's a great one. Uh, but I'll be watching that again because I've got the digital screener and so. But also some hard copy, hard copy, <laughs> some physical media uh, screeners have come too. So the, it's tis the season, and most of them are not horror. But the ones that are horror, I'll certainly watch for you guys and and talk about. But most of them are not horror. So I may talk more about those kinds of movies or screeners or what I see or whatever in our, maybe in our Patreon membership, our mini casts and stuff. Cause it's not really cool. part of the show. It's uh, non horror stuff. So yeah. I'll do that. The other thing that I did was I went to sons of sons of son of monster Palooza. The remember how we oh, went to went? monster Palooza. Yeah. yeah. And then there's son of monster Palooza, which is the smaller event that they actually do in October. Mm -hmm. Whereas Monster Palooza is the massive event that Kathy and I went to, and they've put the dates on the board for 2023, 
Uh, it's in June. So that's the big one. But I went to the small one, Son of Monster Palooza, in October. It was in Burbank at like a little hotel or whatever. It was interesting. There were some interesting things about it. I went to a couple. It's just one day. Or no, no. It's two and a half days, just like the other one. But I just went to one day. And so it was interesting. I went to the Killer Clowns panel uh-huh. because they have a game coming out. So it was specifically about the game. Oh, that's cool. There was yeah, and so they had the game makers there, but they also had the the killer clown guys there, not in costume or anything, but they yeah. they were there and and certainly they were, you know, you can these kinds of events you can pay to have your picture taken with people. So, you know, they were on the list. There was a there were all the Twin Peaks people, Ray Wise, Sherilyn Finn, they were all there. Oh, so wow. There was a lot of that other been properties. That a great one. I would have liked to see the Twin Peaks one. There's a lot of big stars and stuff that, you know, Barbara Crampton was there. There was a lot of different people. Cool. I didn't involve myself with like interviews or pictures or any of that, but I did go to the panels and they had a very small kind of very cramped floor where they were selling stuff it was not anywhere close to as big as when they did it uh for monster palooza in pasadena the it was really just like a ballroom of a hotel so there was lots of great people selling stuff there of course and i looked through a bunch of stuff and that was an interesting thing but it was small and kind of cramped and not as good as at monster palooza so you can rest assured that son of monster palooza is very much smaller but not smaller in like celebrity wise. There was lots of celebrity pictures, lots of, you know, Anthony Michael Hall was there. There's a bunch of people there. So that's awesome. Yeah. If you like to get pictures with celebrities or if you like to have little chitty chats with them, like you could basically walk up to a lot of them, especially by Sunday, went on a Sunday. So Peter, they had a Robocop panel. And oh, Peter, nice. Peter Weller was there. And that guy is a hoot. He's an interesting guy. He's like one of those guys. He's like very New York. Yeah. So if any, you know, your phone goes off accidentally in the audience and he's like, hey, shut your phone off. Yeah. He's that kind of guy. Or uh, when somebody he caught, he saw somebody was like taking up his picture or video from the audience and he's one of those old school guys. He's like, hey, gotta get my permission for that. Stop that. And I'm just like, oh my gosh, it's a public panel. Like everyone's taking, you know, like, so very old school, but I loved hearing the stories because his co-star was there from the original Robocop. I forget her name, Aaron, someone maybe. Anyway, they told stories. It was really enjoyable, but I do enjoy, I enjoyed us going to Monsterpalooza and I enjoyed this one in a different way. It was much more mellow for me. I didn't, wasn't um, trying to do too much. So cool. Yeah. It was fun. Yeah. I just want to throw out there that for those of you who like the Conjuring universe, number four is officially in development mm-hmm. and returning with the same team, looks like. Yeah. So it's exciting, we have right? James Wan coming back, Peter Safran coming back. Um, so they're all behind it. Patrick Wilson, Vera Farmiga. Um, I don't think any plot details are really out yet, but you know, for those who like this series, number four, we watched number three together mm-hmm. on the discord we did. i thought it was okay yes there's varying it was okay i probably liked it more than most people yeah it was much more of a slow burn i think than the first two but mm-hmm. you know i'll watch number four it's a great franchise i really enjoy his stuff in general yeah like malignant was awesome sure last year and stuff and that actually reminds me that one of the things that I'm going to do in December, you know, a couple of years back for our patrons, when we were just starting out with our Patreon stuff, I did a thing where in October we did 
like I released something every day on Patreon, like a short little mini cast, like every day in October. I just wanted to get a bunch of mini casts up. And that's how I kind of forced myself and forced Kathy to, to help me um, with some of them, like to get some content on there and to be able to give people something extra, right, for supporting us. And so I was thinking maybe, and hopefully Kathy will help me along the way with a few of these, is that in December, I was thinking of doing something similar. I don't know if it'll be every day. It'll probably be every like weekday. Mm -hmm. But I want to do, it depends on how big my list gets, is that what I'd like to specifically do, because you brought up The Conjuring, is I've made a big list of a bunch of things that are coming out in 2023. And what I'd love to do is every single day do like a five or 10 minute, just like, Hey, this thing's coming out. What do we think about it? What talk about it a little bit, uh, li- literally just like going through 2023 and what we're expecting and all the different things and kind of releasing a little tiny conversation about it, everything for our patrons. So cool. that's my idea. I hadn't talked to Kathy about that yet, but all right, throwing it out there. And now there's this little thing we like to call. Oh. oh, wow. That was a Saved by the Bell one, and I totally missed it. <laughs> it's okay, because it was fun, and we're going to try it again. Okay. Okay, let's try it again. Horror Facts with Kath. <laughs> Is that your 80s voice? I don't know what that was. I was just making sure I got on the beat. <laughs> oh, she was just scared. <laughs> Number one. Yes, ma'am. Shannon, what is a safety coffin? Mm, Wow. I don't know. She said that with such scary, scary tones. Number two. How tall was Edmund Kemper? Very. Correct. (laughs) Number three. Which author was born Howard Allen Francis (laughs) O'Brien? Number four. Around 8% of children experience this mental health symptom. Mm, Wow. Okay. And number five, how many chemicals does a McDonald's milkshake contain in order to imitate the flavor of strawberries? (laughs) I don't usually get the strawberry one. Did you ever get the strawberry one when you were a kid? Um, I think every now and then I liked chocolate and vanilla the best. Yeah, for sure. I think these days it's like vanilla. I mean, I don't usually go, I don't always go to McDonald's for them, but like when I get... A shake I I often order vanilla. When I was a kid, it would have definitely been chocolate. Yeah, I, I'm I'm more partial to vanilla. I still like a good chocolate, but if I had to choose, like you get one or the other forever, yeah, yeah. I'd yeah. pick vanilla. Yeah. Give me a good creme brulee, man. Well, and you can add shit to it. Yeah, vanilla. But like, vanilla bean is like like any oh. vanilla custard. Oh my you've god, got me. And the ice cream, like if you hit the vanilla bean right, it's like yeah. perfection in ice cream, man. But For also sure. you can just, you can add stuff to it. So that makes sense to me. Although mo- a lot of people would argue that you could add to chocolate too. So true. Whatever people. Peanut butter. We don't agree. All right. So today on the show, let's start off. I don't know. Where do you want to start with this? Rob Zombie in general? <laughs> sure. <laughs> I mean, I know that we have had uh, discussions in the past about Rob Zombie and his movies and kind of like not being a fan because it's exploitation horror. It but really I is. have in the last couple of years in our journey with this business of horror here on the show, I have come to appreciate him a lot more. I don't know about you, but I, I also hear he's an incredibly nice dude. Yeah. It, yeah. That, that's what I've witnessed in, in like in interviews and things. Mm-hmm. He, always, he always comes off really nice. So, you know, this is just, 
this is his style. This is who he is. Yeah. But at the end of the day, I think that he kind of thrives on knowing that his movies drive everybody a little bit crazy. Yeah, I mean, he's a rock and roller, right? That's like, right. I, I originally actually like his music. So there, oh, was, yeah. there was that. That was my, not everybody does, of course. But the, like. the only time I get frustrated with Rob <laughs> is when he does some of the more unnecessary rape and torture porn well, he is an exploitation he, or mostly. He is. Yeah. I don't mind so I the it. I don't mind the violence as much as Oh, I get it. The rape stuff. I know. And um that's where it, But I you're going to I'm I'm going to mind that in anything probably. Yeah, I, that's where I kind of have this love-hate relationship with him because in other ways I I think what he does is so like out there and risky and He's like, well, fuck it. We're going to yeah. do this. And like, these were very entertaining for me. I have n- I had never watched them from this lens. And like, we recently watched The Monsters and we were critical of that. Um, we were critical of his Halloween uh, rendition, although in general, solid flick, but like big problematic parts of it. Yeah, <laughs> for yeah. Us, mm-hmm. As I remember. Halloween and Halloween 2, we, we watched those as part of our, our massive, like, watch the whole franchise episodes on Halloween. So, like, we've been critical in the past, but I wanted to do the Firefly trilogy for lots of reasons. One is because we tend to talk a lot about female psychopaths, and uh, Baby... Jesus. Baby is right up there in the top 20 as far as, like, female psychopathic representation. And so, Kathy, I'm sure, will have a lot to say about, like her presentation as a psychopath because we when we do the female psychopath series we often talk about like is this a psychopath is this not is this like a strict psychopath with mm-hmm. narcissism blah 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 blah, blah. Mm-hmm. so we'll get into that a little bit but i wanted to start off just by kind of maybe chatting about the films in general sure. i guess so yeah. the first of this trilogy is a movie that came out in 2003 and you know <laughs> those aughts they it's an interesting decade of horror. It really is like so cheesy. It's just, you can tell this film was made then, but house of a thousand corpses, 2003. Mm-hmm. Two teenage couples traveling across the backwoods of Texas, searching for urban legends of serial killers end up as prisoners of a bizarre and sadistic backwater family of serial killers. And of course he was influenced by Texas chainsaw massacre, et cetera. So I watched this for this episode for the first time in a pretty long time. I know that I've watched it in watch alongs uh, in the last couple of years, but this one, you know, I was paying attention Mm because we were going to talk about it. So for me, it's like, this is not a slow, mysterious, subtle kind of movie, right? Mm -hmm. This is, Zombie brains, you know, zombie really hits you over the head with the redneckin melodrama, like rock and roll psychopath hammer. Like he just really, oh yeah, he wants you to laugh at it. Like this, this particular entry into this is silly and bizarre and not scary at all to me. I imagine when it first came out, it was very unique and very, you know, in the time period that it came out. It's very of its time, I mm-hmm. guess is what I would say. I mean, it has a music video feel. I remember seeing this one in the theater. Oh, did you? Yeah, and I remember thinking like, I don't know if I absolutely fucking hate this or if I'm blown away by how brave this was of a film to make because it has yeah. obviously the Last House on the Left and the Texas Chainsaw yep. Massacre influence, mm-hmm. 
but then it like takes that to such a level that you almost feel like you're on some drug trip. That's why I said melodrama. Yeah. He, he heightens it to a melodramatic level in my opinion. And, and for whatever it's worth, like you can think that works or not, you know, mm-hmm. like, but I get your, I get your like split there. And I think maybe that's what he would have wanted you to have, you know, that kind of reaction is like, I'm going to make this so over the top that you're going to love it or hate it. Like, I don't want you to just like me. I want you to make a decision of whether you're on team zombie or not. Yeah. But also it was like early on in his, it was his movie making. This is before anyone really knew what the hell he was doing. And then he developed a style like we're talking about. So now people know what's his first movie. Yeah. Now people know what they're going to get when they go see him. I mean, I think a lot of people were just like, okay, we are expecting a horror film and this just took us for a ride. He put his style completely on the screen and it's obviously an indie. It's obviously doesn't have a bunch of money. He 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 launched a bunch of people's, you know, a bunch of unknowns at the time, all of that. And um, it was his first movie and you can kind of tell that if you've seen mm-hmm. other stuff he's done. But I yeah. don't know. I enjoyed it this time, I guess, is my point, is that even though... I mean, it did feel like watching one of his music videos. It had that. And it has like a strong redneck idiot representation trope going on it in does. it. So through, through all the series. Yeah. I mean, through the whole series. Yeah. And there's also uh, very much a violation theme going on, like sexual violation, manipulation. Uh, like I said, the the psychopath is fully represented. Babies there. Mm-hmm. They're all psychopaths. Unapologetic unapologetic mm-hmm. and it's a, it is it's a family of relentless maybe that's redundant but relentless psychopaths <laughs> i mean these are people who go out of their way to look for you know i'm studying dennis rader right now for our mm-hmm. series in november and when you listen to him speak about the way he the how deliberate he was in finding his victims that takes a level of um there's an appetite for right. that right and right. i feel like the way that they make the firefly firefly family even from the beginning of house of a thousand corpses is they actually use baby as bait yes right to lure in these cheerleaders and their boyfriends or whatever so it's like they're seeking this they, these people didn't just like stumble upon Mm-mm. you know sid is in place because he's supposed to be at the gas station they've developed a whole little community to lure their victims in and torture them, which is different from Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Very. In Texas Chainsaw Massacre, they just happen to stumble upon this inbred family who were psychos, who are cannibals. This is like, hey, we, there's a thrill from this. So I know we're going to talk about her psychology in a little bit, but she was born into a family, and we find more about their family in the second one Mm -hmm. that, you know, there's a there's some share there's a shared genetic <laughs> psychopathic gene pool. Yeah, so and then a lot of famous people end up playing these parts, right? Like I I said unknowns, but what I meant was like smaller horror yeah. character actors, bigger. right? Like Sid Haig plays Captain Spaulding. Oh, man. <laughs> Always amazing and clown makeup in this one. Bill Mosley plays Otis. Mm-hmm. Amazing. Bill Mosley. Hmm. Baby Firefly is Sherry Moon Zombie. Rob Zombie's wife, but I'm not sure they were together then. I, I think know, they, I, I, I think, think they met on the set of the first one. <laughs> somewhere. Yeah. Somewhere. Mm-hmm. Tiny Firefly. I think he's only in the first one. Mm-hmm. Mama Firefly. 
uh, Karen Psycho. Black, yeah, played by Karen Black in the first film. Pretty amazing. She's so famous and fabulous. Uh, and then um, RJ or Rufus Firefly in the first one, um, and then played by somebody different in the next one. In the in the second one, you'll see that Mama and RJ are played by different people um, mm-hmm. by the time we get to the Devil's Rejects. But yeah, yeah. So those characters are pretty. Are there any other color- characters you kind of wanted to? highlight necessarily um let me see I there's think a ton of characters in each one like you can literally go to like wikipedia and look up all the different weird those are the main we've got mother Gra- grandpa hugo earl mm. captain falding which is sid Haig, baby otis rufus and tiny yeah and and so the the three siblings get a bigger role in the second one mm-hmm. and we also find out in the second one that captain spalding is uh baby's father yeah, so we can move on to the second one. It's yeah. uh, it's called The Devil's Rejects, for, and it was 2005. So again, in the aughts. <laughs> this one isn't as nutty. This one me. was actually my favorite of the three. So the sequel to House of a Thousand Corpses, a Firefly flam- family are ambushed at their isolated home by Sheriff Wydell and a squad of armed men, guns blazing, yet only Otis and his sister, Baby, managed to escape. This is how the movie opens. Very exciting. The barrage of bullets unharmed. Hiding out in a backwater motel, the wanted siblings wait to rendezvous with their errant father, Captain Spaulding, killing whoever happens to stand in their way. I don't know that anybody is standing in their way. They're just like going out and about to try to kill people. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it, it, here it is. They're like, okay, we need to escape to just go kill more people. Yeah, you exactly. Know? That's and, their full motivation. And they, they end up on the news. I actually really like the opening of this one um it's very exciting exciting. they're showing like you know they're they're running from the law they're these these vigilantes Mm -hmm. at this point and and then you know it cuts to them and they're so fucking they're nutcases and they're already on to their next um bloodbath and i just i think that this one for me they're all all three of these movies are insane and by the time you get to three from hell you're like oh god help me I, I don't I, I could barely finish that one but so, this one I like yeah I like this one better than House of a Thousand Corpses Me too. for sure mm-hmm. but you know House of a Thousand Corpses was more of a cult film it was more cult than exploitation to me when I watched it over again so that like this this is revenge torture porn and exploitation yes like this film is solidly in that genre it's not amusing like the first no. one at all there's no like tongue-in-cheek I mean and I think that zombie sets a mood and creates the atmosphere and he kind of knows he's doing it and he knows you like it. Like it's got a very like self-awareness that mm-hmm. he kind of grew as a filmmaker. It was only a couple of years later, obviously, but I thought the tunes were great. I'm cliche. I mean the tune choices, but the music was great. He obviously had access to a lot of good music and, yeah. and honestly the arrange the variety of ugly characters that entertain are i don't know it's pretty horrifying and interesting i mean i feel like the robert rodriguez and quentin tarantino last house on the left tcm a clockwork orange like anything ed gein had a litter of babies and it was this movie like it feels like such a great way to say it that's like yeah like it's all those because because when i started watching fast forward on 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 you know coke 
Yeah, like Tarantino Rodriguez was doing this kind of stuff before this, obviously. And then we we know widely that Last House on the Left and TCM were were influences. But there's got this like Clockwork Orange thing. There's mm-hmm. this like Ed Gein, of course, whatever. But yeah, just and again, like-, like this vigilante, they're running from the law in this one, yes. which I think is cool. You know, by the time we get to got that Bonnie and Clyde thing, going. it has the Bonnie and Clyde thing. We find out more about the family, and so so Sid's character at the end. There's some really good like there's a character arch and some development there that makes you feel a little bit closer to this family which is kind of weird to <laughs> I say know, i know but you're the, like oh then, you're, then like, you're like no, oh, no. this is <laughs> no, all no, no. kind of making sense right <laughs> yeah, and then yeah. you know you get to three from hell and this this one just felt like very much about torture porn exploitation more yeah. so than i think devil's rejects did because now they're back now they're back oh. in action mm. Okay. For me, it did anyway. The whole scene in the, unless I'm messing it up with Devil's Rejects, the whole scene where they're holding them hostage in the hotel. Yes, that's Devil's that was Rejects. A, that was a, that was Devil's Rejects? Yeah. Oh. Mm-hmm. But, but I mean, it's the same thing. Like, I think with zombies horror, they might have another, <laughs> they may not, they may have another scene in Through From Hell from that. Okay. But there is a scene in the Devil's Rejects. There's an extended extended stuff with the devil's rejects of them in the hotel room and basically with zombie you have to know that you're gonna have a healthy side dish of sadism and sexual assault like that's just what they and they have that happen in this movie where uh, they're in the hotel room and there's a sexual assault and it's like this girl and her mother and yeah yeah, bad things happen. I mean, here's the thing: there is no subtlety to the psychopathy in his movies. It's like straight up, not shaken, not stirred. Like it's just like a psychopath, mm-hmm. right? We talk a lot about movies and characters and female psychopathy and blah 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 and serial killers and there's all this nuance and we do these kind of broader scope analysis of what we think maybe their personality stuff is and all that. Like this is not that. <laughs> So yeah, that's right. So now, so three from hell takes place ten years after that shootout. Yeah, two thousand nineteen. Yeah, so ten years later, mm-hmm. and just like we see now in media stuff, where you know they they start to the, the fanatics are chanting "Free the three. Now they become like celebrity <laughs> killers, um, and you know more violence ensues. But it, it, this is now all about freeing them after their murderous rampage, mm-hmm. and. But I believe, ba- so Baby's still in prison in this mm-hmm. one. And there's some really good scenes with her and the warden and their banter. And I appreciate those scenes a lot. Because cool. that, that's really what Three from Hell is, is the rest of the family's trying to get her out. Oh, and Dee Wallace is in this D. one. Dee Wallace is in yeah. So <laughs> And Danny Trejo. <laughs> da- yes, that's right. Danny Trejo's in this one too. So you can see like Barry Boswick, Clint yeah. Howard. Clint Howard's really good in this actually. Um, he always plays he's a really good actor. He's really good, but yeah. I forgot he was in it. So this one, you can tell a little bit bigger budget as far as the cast is getting a little bit more robust. Mm-hmm. The story has now built from Devil's Rejects. Yeah, it's pretty recent. I mean, 2019. So by this yeah. time, Zombie's a movie maker. Like yeah. he's got money, right? Right. Yeah. Lots of really great knife fights <laughs> in, in both Devil's Rejects and this one, but um, the knife fights with baby and the warden and all of that. There's some really good scenes. And even I think zombies sophistication around the, even the violent scenes just become, he does a better job at executing those. They don't seem so, I don't know. They're still like 
mind numbing and just you could see his growth as a filmmaker yes thank you yeah sure yeah. <laughs> i mean the whole thing has the sort of natural born killers had it does to, had to have been a, an influence she reminds well. me of her a little bit mm, a little bit yeah yeah so i think i agree in the sense i believe we're coming to the the devil's rejects is the best one yeah <laughs> in in our opinion of the three yep yeah and how did you do with this sort of exploitation Horror. I, I think because I know when I go into Rob Zombie now, that's what to expect that it's going to be there. And after a while with his films, you, you watch them for so long and you're like, it's just another one of those scenes, which is kind of gross that you're able to do that. But it there, we have to compartmentalize. You do. And this is just, it's his style. So I, I was fine with that. I, this time around, I was really just trying to understand the plot lines a little Me bit too. more and Me trying too. to understand the speak intelligently, speak about, intelligently about it and understand <laughs> and also Somewhat. understand the, the family dynamics and how baby came to be who she is through, you know, being raised in a family like this. Yeah. So maybe let's talk a little bit about the psychopathy that you witness in her. Like I've said, it's not a nuanced it's it's a straight up kind of psychopathy, but I don't know. We could talk about that yeah. just her as a female psychopath. She's impulsive, sadistic. She uses her sexuality. I don't, I mean, I'm on the fence of, I, I really don't, I don't particularly see her as a narcissist in the sense that mm -hmm. I don't think she really cares about her reputation. And no, I don't see her as a narcissist either. I think she is a straight up, psychopath sadistic disorganized impulsive reactive psychopath delusional <laughs> you know and also in this collective state of violence and psychosis that she shares with her family it's it, it just it's, it's yeah i would say she's a trauma victim yep uh they all are probably who knows how long past the the their culture goes with all the trauma and treating each other yeah. like i mean when you grow up around psychopathy there's no humanity and still there's no mirroring there's no social skills there's nothing but manipulation they're primal and agenda. Family's primal yep yep exactly and that's where i think the tcm piece comes Influence, from yeah. it's just that family of murdering survivalists is you know and the families are very different, like you're saying, but like that piece is feels like the part where sure. it came, maybe it came from that. I don't know. You'd have to ask Rob Zombie, but I, I actually just, I'm, I'm glad we decided to do this because I've always, you know, we've been critical of zombies movies and yeah. stuff and exploitation horror. As much as I say, I don't like it. I end up watching all of it. So it's like a train wreck. You can't help yourself. Yeah. And it's, it's fascinating because I do as a psychological exercise, one of the things we always talk about is fear and horror and what horror does for us in our psychology and how we look at it. And, and so I do like to press the, the outer reaches of what I can tolerate. And that's same. That, that is part of why I want to have conversations with my shadow, right? Like I want to have conversations through movies with my, the side of me that could potentially be a psychopath, right? Like that's what you're doing you're having conversations with your shadow and, and the things that we are all capable of. Yeah. And that very pr primal side, like yes. we're talking about. And for me also, I think is, you know, we do this podcast, we love horror. And I think that we also owe it to ourselves and to other horror files to even look at the stuff that we're not crazy about and try to understand it and appreciate yeah. it because there's a lot, there's a lot out there that 
people love and that I don't typically love it, but I, I'll watch it to try to understand why people yeah. might love it. And Rob Zombie's his own art form. You don't have to love him. No, exactly. And I mean, I, I was just having this conversation the other day. Like, that's what I love about our Discord community is that, you know, we vote on movies to watch. It's not always the movies I want to watch. It's not always the movies you want to watch. But it's like people want to, people choose and we watch. And I program other movies and stuff. And I try to, I try to program all different kinds of things because I think it's really valuable to right. like watch things that you may not want to or that you may not have known about. Like that's the thing about a book club, right? Like we right. have a book club too. It's like I want to I don't want to just show up for the books that I think I'm going to like. I want to show up for all the books so that I can learn about different kinds of books. I mean, yep. that's the idea behind book. So Rob Zombie is one of those things is like, I tend to, and I think Kathy's with me on this is like, I tend to push into things I either am revolted by or mm -hmm. don't understand. And, and then when I understand them more, then I end up not being, having an issue. Right. <laughs> it's the very nature of therapy. It's like, let's go towards the flame, talk about the flame, understand it and then we leave and the flame's no longer a fear mm -hmm. so it's like that's how i feel about this stuff too but so that's cool i wanted to mention too i forgot so as we move on and we'll get the answers to our our <laughs> <laughs> um <laughs> as part of our patreon we just did a mini cast recently actually where we did all the spoilers for halloween ends so if you want to become a patron for five bucks a month or whatever like you can catch that we also recently did a mini cast on true crime and what that's all about like why are we so drawn to it and we also did a mini cast on a lot of tv horror that we've been all been we've both been watching we've realized <laughs> the other day we've all been watching we've been watching a lot of uh, the new TV horror. We've watched like the first few episodes of a lot of things and there's just not enough room in the day to That's put, true. put it all in the show. So we are going to do a mini cast. It's just about TV horror and how we're watching and we'll try to keep doing that. So if you want to support us and um, give us a few bucks or join the book club or our discord community or whatever, like come be a part of it. We're a nice crowd. It's a good joint. It's true. Join us. So we won't bite. I know. Nobody does. I mean, Kathy, maybe a little bit. She kicks, actually. but Sometimes. Yeah. Thank you so much. We're going to get the answers to the... Oh, so delightful. I thought I wouldn't maybe not blow people's ears out on a <laughs> You're Friday. trying to give everybody a little zhuzh from that. Shannon, what's a safety coffin? Uh... A coffin that keeps the zombies inside? Premature burial was a very real and terrifying issue in the 19th century. Ugh. So they created an alert system that seemed like the best way to deal with the problem. So the person, if I they see. were still alive or woke up while in the buzz. coffin, they buzz could the like buzzer. ring a bell or buzz something. <laughs> How terrifying that it was that normal. That they had to create a mechanism. Uh, hold on. Yeah, nope. Shannon still got life in her. Bring her back up. <laughs> oh, fuck. Can you imagine? <laughs> Terrifying. Now I want to read all the stories why about people that rang the buzzer. fact. <laughs> Find me someone who rang the buzzer. Okay, I'll look it up. I want to hear about it. Number two, how tall was Edmund Kemper? 6'9". Uh, Correct. I knew that. Which author was born Howard Allen Francis O'Brien? I also think I know this one. 
and rice. Yes. Okay. See, I'm, the trying, only toe I know. I'm trying to find questions that you might know. <laughs> I know. Around I know. 8% of children experience this mental health symptom. Yeah, I don't know. Um, seeing things. Close. Hearing voices. Yeah. yeah. Auditory hallucinations. And how many chemicals does a McDonald's milkshake contain in order to imitate the flavor of strawberries? 33. 50. Oh. Ugh. Yeah, I don't get the strawberry ones, but like, I'm not saying that from a moral standpoint. I eat lots of things with chemicals in it. I'm drinking a diet Dr. Pepper right now. Yeah, no, I'm sure I do too, but to just call it out, like, like we just named it. <laughs> it takes that many to get the right blend, man. It's like a perfume. That's correct. <laughs> Right on. Thank you so much for that. And thank you all so much for listening. Please return to us. We enjoy you. And if you have anything you'd like us to do a show on, if you have a movie suggestion, those are always cool. If you have anything you'd like to write to us about, write us an email, contact us on social media, or join our community. Thanks so much for listening. This has been an episode of Terror Talk. My name is Shannon. And I'm Kathy. Sleep safe, everyone.